This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Welcome to the Steelers Standard Steelers Schedule Spectacular Special, <laughs> or as I like to call it, the SSSSSS. <laughs> That's right. Three full schedule talk episodes coming at you hot and heavy and smack dab in the middle, like the cream in a perfect Oreo cookie, mm. is the ever-popular win-loss breakdown of the schedule. It's what everyone listens It's for. what everyone listens for. But you're gonna... you know what? It's, as soon as the season ends, all people do is wait around for the combine. As soon as the <laughs> combine ends, all they do is wait around for the draft. As soon as the draft ends, all they, wait, all they do is wait around for the schedule release. And here we are. You just here hit milestone are. after milestone after milestone in the offseason. This is one of the big ones. The NFL, Labs and I were talking about this a little bit on Ask and Answer the Week. The NFL is so good at making things that shouldn't be events massive Oh, it's events. an event. There massive were, events. There was an elimination game in the NBA last night. Uh, there, was, there, were, there was four elimination games in the NHL last night. Exactly. The, and I couldn't tell you how many people that I knew personally that were glued to their phones or glued to their TVs seeing where their teams were playing at which Exactly. Week. Exactly. And, and this is this includes kids that I know from from undergrad from around the country who have teams in the NBA in the National Hockey League playing last night and they were still glued to their phones seeing where their NFL teams were playing during which week. And it's literally just where it's not even where. It's just what week they're playing and what time because mm-hmm. we know where they've been playing since the season ended last year basically and we know who's coming to Heinz Field since the season ended last year. So this is literally just putting dates and times to things and yet the entire country's obsessed with it and I love it. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's kind of uh, I think Mike Prezuda told this story when he was in Vegas for the draft a couple of weeks ago. Another thing that's just reading names off paper but is the biggest event of the exactly. year. Exactly. There was there was a ton of salesmen there because they knew there would be a crowd but there was this woman he mentioned that was from England and she said what's going on? He goes, "Oh, the draft is happening." She goes, "Oh, cool. When's the game?" He goes, oh, there's no game. <laughs> oh, goes, there'll be no game. She goes, this whole crowd is for not a game. He goes, yeah, that's 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 what it does. That's 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 the NFL. You've watched Blue Mountain State, right? Of course. You know, the coach, great coach, show. The coach yeah. Ed Marinero is the actor's name. He announced the pick like in the fifth round or something. For who? For the Vikings. He oh, played okay. for the Vikings. He was a former. Player oh, really? Yeah. I don't so think he went and announced the pick, and everybody made fun of him over the weekend because he like went out there and like made this big speech about it, and like this intern had to come out and tell him to get off the stage. Uh-huh. And they oh, that was that guy. Yeah, and okay, I heard him get okay, interviewed okay. after, and he was like, listen, like, I go out there, and it was like I was at Woodstock. Like, I've never been in front of a crowd that big. Well, like, it also helps in Vegas. He was like, there's a sea of people that I couldn't see, and I'm like, this is what the draft, like, he's like, I don't really follow yeah. the draft. I don't ever watch it. I didn't know what I was getting into. It is massive. It's like a music festival out there, but you're right. Also, Vegas helps add to that. And, you know, bit. first time that it's really a draft post pandemic. Yeah. All right, well, the Steelers schedule, as we said, was released. Let's just rip through it real quick and we can share some general thoughts, and then we're also going to look at the old other chuckleheads in the division during this episode as well and who they got on their slate. It's also so refreshing to be able to go on like the ESPN app or the NFL Network app on your phone and just see the actual schedule. I don't have to go look it up online just to see the opponents home versus away. I can see the whole schedule now on my phone. Well, first, just starting with the preseason, two Saturday games and a Sunday game. August 13th, it all kicks off against the Seattle Seahawks at 7 o'clock. They go to Jacksonville, and then the Lions are the finale. Interesting note about this, and they do play them in the regular season, so you'll see them this year, but the usual 
Steelers Carolina Panthers finale of the preseason. Not no, there. No more in 22. There is only three preseason games now, but Grand. wrapping up with the Lions instead of the Panthers. It's a little interesting. I'm okay with just it. Some, I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter, but it's just a tidbit, you know? Always usually end with the Panthers, not little this tidbit. year. tidbit. Week one at Cincinnati, yeah. September 11th, 1 o'clock kick, followed by another 1 o'clock kick against the New England Patriots. They then go on the road to play the Cleveland Browns on Thursday Night Football, September 22nd, the final game of the month of September. October 2nd, kicking off that month against the Jets at home at 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock at Buffalo on October 9th. October 16th, the Buccaneers come to town with Tom Brady. That's a 1 o'clock kick. Then on October 23rd, they go to Philadelphia, or excuse me, they go to Miami for a Sunday night football game. The following week, they go to Philadelphia before their bye week. Just general thoughts stopping at the bye week there, man. Pretty tough opening slate of the schedule. That's a lot of teams that are either A, or, or, or excuse me, were either Good last year and contending good enough, this year, like the or Dolphins, the Dolphins and the Eagles, yeah. who got really good in the off season or have a lot of potential in this uh, upcoming. I mean, the season. Eagles made the playoffs last year, so you're looking at essentially other than the Jets, basically every team is contending for the playoffs in that first half because you can expect with the Browns, even if they don't have Deshaun Watson at that time, they're they're looking to make it to the playoffs. Absolutely. This year. So really, it's just the Jets in that first half or. I don't even know how many games. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, so about the halfway point. Yeah, they, also, re- they really got their bye right where you want it. I mean, right in the can, of the season. when you think back to two years ago and they had their bye week in what, week four? Yeah, it was With brutal. the COVID season? It was brutal. Not easy. And, and you you heard a lot of guys complain, so I'm sure the guys who were on the team then and are still on the team now are very much looking forward to having a, a, an even schedule when it comes to pre-bye and post-bye. But yeah, Tom, that is not going to be easy. You're playing against... Seven out of eight teams that are looking to make the playoffs, if not returning to the playoffs. Picking it up after the bye week, the Steelers get two home games back-to-back, which is always great. Mm -hmm. November 13th, they play the New Orleans Saints for a 1 o'clock kick, and then it's Sunday night football at Heinz Field against the Cincinnati Bengals, the first primetime game of the season at Heinz Field for your Pittsburgh Steelers. That's followed by another primetime game, Monday night football. This is Thanksgiving weekend at Indianapolis Colts. I feel like this always happens with the Steelers. They They get the Monday or something? Well, they always play five primetime games, right? The maximum you're allowed to be given, I believe, is five. I was wondering if that was going to hold this year with the new uh, without so. Big Ben, but I guess you have the flavor of a new quarterback, mm-hmm. and your defense is still killer. Right, TJ Watt's the best defensive player in football, so. and you're playing in the AFC. So these AFC opponents you're playing against, they want to see these matchups. And let's be honest, I mean that logo on the side of the helmet, yeah, it, it draws brings the p- brings ratings in like crazy. But what I was gonna say is they have so many playoff. I mean they have essentially a third of their games in primetime slots. That it's bound to be that you're gonna get multiple primetime games in a row. Now, there are two at home, three of them on the road. We'll get to the uh, second one at home in a little bit. But after the Colts on Monday Night Football, short week and another week on the road where they have to go to Atlanta at 1 p.m., we'll get to that in a second. But that's going to be a tricky little stretch there for the Steelers, even though the Falcons may be the worst team on their schedule overall. Maybe the Jets. The Jets. Those two can duke it out in a battle of suck to see who gets the Panthers too. I mean, those are three really bad teams. Baltimore Ravens at home. First game against the Ravens doesn't come until week 14. Also, another repeat weird thing. I feel like in recent seasons, maybe like two out of the past four, maybe three out of the past six, you don't see the Ravens on the schedule until November, and then you have to draw them twice in November and December. Yeah, and it's even later this time as you see them 
in the month of December and then Twice? on New Year's Day. Oh, I on guess January New Year's 1st. Day, yeah. Sure. So December 11th, Baltimore Ravens, 1 o'clock kick. Panthers the next week at Carolina, week 15. That's another 1 o'clock kick. Then I think this is the game that everybody has circled on their schedule. This will be the you know biggest event of a regular season game here. Christmas Eve night, 8-15 mm-hmm. kick. On the NFL Network, the Las Vegas Raiders come to town against the Pittsburgh Steelers in what will be just a couple days after the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate mm. Reception. Crazy. Crazy, right? And what a great job by the NFL, too. You, they, yeah, you I think Rooney it. said, uh, Art Rooney said in an interview that he did with Missy that they expected it to be around that anniversary, but to get it just two days after it is just almost perfect. I don't think, I mean, you what was two days before the Thursday night game? Yeah. So there was only one team. So yeah, it would have been cool if they would have had the one game on that Thursday of that of that week. One day, excuse me. It was December twenty third. So I'm sorry, I misspoke. Well, there you go. So it wasn't gonna happen, right? Because I don't think you can uh I don't think you can have a game played on that Friday. You there are do, no games. You can do whatever you want. You're the NFL. You're the NFL, but typically you don't really see that. Interesting note too, nationally for that week, guys. Guys, as I'm talking to the audience here, <laughs> hey guys, listen here. Almost all the games are on Saturday. Saturday becomes Sunday basically mm-hmm. because of Christmas being on a Sunday, but there are still three games, showcase games in individual standalone spots on this Christmas. Sunday. I think that has a lot to do with the NBA kind of owning Christmas Day big games. Right. I think it also has a lot to do with, you know, it's Christmas. Like you want, yeah. sure, you will have a couple teams playing and a couple support staffs playing, but like, you know. Off. Like you want to get people off on that day if you can. So right. NFL moves it to Saturday. They well, don't care I don't, about I don't, the NBA. They they're gonna truck through the NBA. I guess they got so. three games going starting at one and ending yeah, at eight at like midnight that game. So they're gonna tr- they'll truck through anybody. The schedule release show trucked through the NBA last <laughs> exactly. night. Exactly. And the funny thing is, is that the NBA because there's 82 games, there's no some big release schedule for it. Or there's no big release extravaganza for it. Plus, what's more at what's more at stake? Week 16 NFL right. games or December of December NBA games? When you're like what three weeks, four weeks into the yeah, season. Right. But it's also what I was trying to say was for the NBA, their big extravaganza schedule thing is the Christmas Day. Of games. course, but where the NFL used to be Thanksgiving, <laughs> and now the NFL's like, we want Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> and it started we last want... year too, because remember Friday Christmas or. Was it Friday or Saturday last year? I can't remember, but there was the Browns and the Packers game, and then right. there was the Colts and the Cardinals game. Both so great like, games. And I watched them over the NBA games. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Day, Sunday, January 1st, the Ravens, you Steelers go to Baltimore, 1 o'clock kickoff there, and then finally the season ends either on Saturday, January 7th, or Sunday, January 8th, at a time to be the Browns. I guess because Field. that weekend, too, they're doing Saturday flex games. They are. Then for the first time... The NFL is trying something new where instead of putting everybody out at one and then the West Coast teams at four on the Sunday, put everything TBD and let's decide where we're going to place games mm-hmm. as we find out what teams are good and what teams they, aren't maybe, and who's in the race and who's not. I think they maybe learned their lesson from yes, last year, week 18, Sunday Night Football when the Steelers won and the the Chargers they and the Raiders, the Raiders a chance could to have tied, tied yeah. but I they th- didn't. I think that that's part of it and also I think that it's just – uh, maybe you don't rock the boat of an organization by flexing them the week before their final week of the season if you never had them playing at a time in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, we just announced that you're Sunday right. football. And also it protects you from like, you know, say you schedule the Patriots to play that game or something like that, and the Patriots stink for some reason this year. Like you want to just have the flexibility to be like, four o'clock games are going to have this stake, 
the 8 o'clock game is going to have this stake. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good idea to go with the TBD format there. So that's the whole Steelers schedule. And the first thing that really jumps out to me is the number of games that you can look at and really feel good about winning are kind of few and far between. Uh, the games that I land on for that are the Jets at home on mm-hmm. October 2nd, probably at Cleveland that Thursday because it's week there's three, no and there's most, most likely. likely not going to be Deshaun Watson. So probably that one, too. Then you have to probably go all the way down to maybe the Saints at home until you kind of feel more comfortable. And I feel comfortable there because it's not Sean Payton. If Sean Payton was coming into yeah. Heinz Field, I'd be a little weary that the Saints might be able also, to put up a fight there. Also, too, it could be Andy Dalton. Tomlin's <laughs> record after a bye is I think is he's, got, he's got one loss maybe if that yeah it's immaculate but also it could be Andy Dalton just remember that he could so be it, the starting quarterback for the Saints so it really week, could be in the Steelers which would favor. be just beautiful yeah. if we could see him again at Heinz Field which what a great party that would be for everybody in, in Pittsburgh you know I don't know if T.J. Watt ever got a sack on Andy Dalton I'd, I would love to add T.J. Watt to that list of great steel, all-time Steelers greats to sack Andy Dalton so you go Jets at Browns and Saints only because of at Browns being early in the season then at Falcons obviously and at Panthers obviously are the other two that I'd look at but like that's really it. So, and, like, really, Andy, like, five teams, the Browns one's up in the air kind of a little bit, and the Saints one I do feel confident about, but it's the Saints, so I still get a little nervous. And also, too, when we were going through game by game, just listing them off, we mentioned how the Falcons game is on the road a after week, a short week. And on the road again. We were in Indianapolis on that Monday night the week before. So you get back to Pittsburgh at 4 a.m. on Tuesday. Tuesday morning, yeah. No practice, obviously, on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Light walk through Wednesday. Maybe do something Thursday. You start focusing on the Falcons Wednesday, and you try to execute things on Thursday. Friday rolls around. you got to get on a plane already, and you got to fly down to Atlanta. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's a really tough turnaround and really something that, despite the fact that the Falcons are no question in the bottom three of opponents on this schedule for the Steelers, Makes that game a little trickier. Yeah. I think there's really only three. That's going to be a physical game against the Colts, too. That's a physical yeah, defense. Yeah, it's a team. great defense yeah. led by Darius Leonard. We know that's a good defense. We know that that team sure had Jonathan Taylor last year, but we know that they just missed out on the playoffs, due in large part to their defense's stronghold on, op- on opposing offenses. But I think, to your point, is there's only three teams I look at on the schedule that I feel comfortable saying it's a win. Jets, and that's Falcons, the- Panthers? Jets, Falcons, Panthers, yeah. yeah. See, if Jacoby Brissett's the quarterback for the Browns in Week 3, you'll feel good. But, like, that's still a good it's, defense, and they can still run the football. And it's in their house. Exactly. So, like, it's it's not like a for it's sure thing. If we had Cleveland at home without Deshaun Watson, then you'd start to feel that's a, a lot guar- more I think that's a guaranteed win. I mean, you, you felt great about Baker Mayfield coming all the way in Week, what, 16 or 17 last year? Granted, things had really started to come uneasy with him in the organization at that point. But still, I think as long as it as the Cleveland Browns come to town, come to Pittsburgh, and Deshaun Watson is not the quarterback, you got to feel really good about beating the Browns. Speaking of quarterback, whoever wins this job for the Steelers, you got to go into the lines then ASAP. Oh, yeah. you got to go to Joe Burrow's house. And I'm going to steal something from Mike Prezuta that he said last night. It's honestly not the worst thing to get the Bengals week one. Maybe they read their press clippings, clippings a little bit. They're going to be hyped up a ton during the training camp buildup and the preseason buildup to the season. Maybe they start feeling themselves somewhat. Swept the Steelers last year in the regular season. You know, this is our division now. I mean, as maybe of, you can catch them a little bit sleeping yeah. at the first week of the season. As of today, the lines have already like been set. Kind of like you caught the Bills sleeping last year in the right. first week of the season. The lines have already been set. It's Cincinnati minus six as of today. That seems right. 
That seems yeah. right because I feel like a lot of people will look at that and say, oh, Bengals will win by, by a touchdown. And I guarantee you it'll probably be closer than that when those two teams play, especially in a week one kind of game when offenses are a little rusty. Defenses kind of carry the day a little bit. You know, those offensive timing stuff isn't going to be quite there yet in week one. And TJ Watt's just going to be whooping on whoever's playing tackle. So I, I, I think that, and again, the Bengals are breaking in a new offensive line, one of the worst offensive lines in football last year. That's going to be their first real live bullet action, and they have the defensive player of the year to go up against. So maybe you have a little silver lining there, but either way, Pickett, Trubisky, good luck, buddy, because that is a bad a mother defense. bleeper's house that you're walking into right there. And you got to stare. I know you don't play against Burrow, but you got to stare against him on that sideline. You got to watch all the stuff he does on the field. That's going to be tough, but... If Pickett doesn't win the job and it goes to Trubisky. You're saying before week one. Yeah, if it's Trubisky's job week one. I think a good spot for Pickett to maybe take the reins if he continues to develop. Is Dolphins? After the bye week. No. Get through Dolphins-Eagles, take the bye week, make the switch of the bye week because then you've got two games at home. The first one being against the Saints. Kind of a, you know, not... There's no easy opponents in the NFL, but no. kind of a lesser opponent than right. any Especially other on your schedule. Sorry. Yeah, right. So nice little home game against the Saints after two weeks to prepare as the starter now. So you get your feet wet there. And then you got the Bengals, which will be a much tougher test, but you get them in your house as well. So I think that might be if he doesn't win the job, maybe look towards week eight or excuse me, week nine bye week to be the time when the transition happens. What you can't do is pull a 2019 where you just say I'm going to go with Mason this week then Duck this week then Duck then this week Duck then Mason stinks, so Mason's back you then. can't just flop back and forth I think you got to stick with the guy and just set a start a, a specific start day for Kenny if it do, if it is Mitch Trubisky who gets to start week one let's take a look before we wrap up this episode at some of the other jokers in the division and what they'll be uh, looking up against in their schedules come the 2022 season uh, the Cincinnati Bengals will start with the defending champions of the AFC North and of the AFC as a whole. We obviously know they open up at home against the Steelers in week one. In week two, they go to Dallas to play the Cowboys. 425 kick. Speaking of 425 kick, that's another interesting thing that we should mention before about the Steelers' schedule. As of now. No 4 o'clock games. And the furthest west they travel is Indianapolis. They don't leave the East Coast time zone at any point during the season. Who is the NFC West team that they're playing? Or, they oh play my God. the Eagles. No, who's the AFC East team that they're playing? The AFC West team that, or, the, or West team, right? The AFC West team for the Steelers is um, we just did this. The Vegas Raiders. They're coming to town on Christmas Eve. Oh, and they're coming to Pittsburgh. Yeah, like all the far the teams from different coasts are coming to Pittsburgh. And in fact, the only team that's in a different time zone that's coming to Pittsburgh are the Saints and the Raiders. So that's like it. that's it. So. Very bizarre. Very bizarre. Yeah. However, still, I do know that the Steelers have are like tied for twelfth in terms of strength of schedule. Oh yeah, they have a tough schedule. Yeah, yeah. There's but no, I mean, we it may, we could have surmised that by just right. reading that. It's made easier by not having to travel as much. Back to the Bengals, though. After they yeah. go play the Cowboys, which will be national TV, that's a great game. Bengals Cowboys Week Two. They go to New York for back to back road games to face off against the Jets, which will be a ritualistic sacrifice of New York <laughs> there. Uh, then the Dolphins come to Paul Brown Stadium for a Thursday night game. That's going to be an intriguing matchup, Dolphins Bengals. Something that you know you didn't think would be sexy maybe three months ago, but now but now with that offense in Miami, yeah, it should, should be, be a shootout. Should be fun. Then they go to Baltimore for Sunday night football on October 9th. Now that's going to be a heavyweight clash right there. Can't wait for that game. That'll be the first time that the Ravens get the chance to take a swing back at the division lead. 
Then right, because they, they got swept yep. by Cincinnati And I last think the year. Ravens are going to win the division this year. Then they go on the road again to play the New Orleans Saints after the Ravens. So, Jacob, four of their first six games are on the road for the Bengals. That's real tough for the tough. defending AFC champ. Something the Steelers actually have the benefit of. They don't have a stretch where it's something like that. Four out of six on the road. Their only back-to-back roads is that Colts-Falcons right. stretch right So there. it's a very evenly balanced schedule for the Steelers. Then the Bengals return home to face the Falcons for a 1 o'clock kick on October 23rd. Monday night. Halloween night game at Cleveland should be a lot of fun there. Maybe Deshaun Watson's back by that point in the season. Carolina Panthers follow that game up at home for the Bengals. Should be an easy one there. This is scary. They have a bye week, and then they come to Pittsburgh. Mm. Two weeks to prepare. I don't like that. I don't like that one bit yeah. if I'm the Steelers. However, the Steelers will be coming off of their bye week the week before and hopefully have, have a little co- juice beating the Saints the week before exactly. the Bengals come to town. And... And you're back to back home, so it's a nice two week stretch staying in your home. You know, bed, no travel, no at travel. All. Even though and, the travel is minimal. Uh, Sunday night football under the lights right. at Heinz Field. There's just something magic about it when you're in Pittsburgh wearing those color rush jerseys. Mm. It's gonna look real you good. You think that's the color rush game? I think it's actually gonna be Vegas on Christmas Eve. Oh, but I mean, it should also be multiple, be both. right? It should they be, can both. be multiple, yeah. can't they? I will say this: those Vegas whites and the Steelers, either color rush or regular jerseys, Christmas Eve under the lights. Pop on the television. <laughs> I mean, those are because pop. Vegas is going to wear their whites, their Easily color their rush whites, whites yes. and so that would put the Steelers in the blacks. Pop on yeah. the TV. Two iconic franchises playing. Each I feel other. like you have to do maybe not the color for New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. You don't have to do the color rush, but do that th- the old block numbers to really make uh, it look authentic. And then the Raiders should go back to their old school, yeah, like, kind of looking crude drawing of the Raider on the side of the helmet. It yeah. looked really good. Look great, Jacob. Another back-to-back stretch for the Bengals here. After they go to Pittsburgh after their bye week for Sunday Night Football, they go to Tennessee, another tough opponent, the following Sunday, November 27th. That's three separate occasions of them having to go back-to-back weeks on the road. That's not very fair. Like, I don't understand why they did that to them. They do get back-to-back games at home to end the season and against the Chiefs and the Browns yeah. the following two weeks. But guess what? It's another after the two Chiefs and the Browns, weeks, they're yeah. on the road again, this time at Tampa Bay. Yikes. And then into the house that Belichick built. So they're literally taking on the Patriot dynasty from two fronts right. on the road. Brady down in South Florida and then Belichick. up to Belichick on in, in Boston. Like yeah. uh, Four different occasions of back-to-back road games is Not extremely easy. rare. How, and you know what? That's what people. a lot of people gave Cincinnati not credit, but kind of credited their season last year for having the last place schedule. Right, because they were bottom feeders before they got Joe Burrow. They were bottom feeders when they got Joe Burrow because he went out for the rest of the season at some point, maybe October, when he had that season-ending injury. Now they have the first-place schedule, Tom. Now they're playing the harder teams, and not only are they playing the harder teams, they got the harder draw for the schedule alignment. We'll see really how, how legitimate this Bengals team can be off of a possible Super Bowl hangover. Can you keep it up? Oh, and... NFL did a nice thing and said, hey, well, uh, we'll give you two final games at home to end yeah. the season. Against really against good Buffalo teams. Against Buffalo and Baltimore. Against and really that Baltimore game is probably my front runner as we sit here in the for middle of May final, for that Sunday night yeah. football game to see who's going to win. The, the Bengals' schedule, not easy at all. And I got to be honest with you, I think they kind of got a little screwed when it comes to the schedule makers there yeah. with four separate occasions you know, every of going team, back to back on the Every road. team bites the bullet one year. It's got to be the Bengals this year. And you know what? The Bengals, they're going to start. You know, Labs pointed this out when the Browns got good uh, a couple years ago. 
Let's see how they do whenever it's five prime time short weeks spotlight on you all the time. You know, it takes a different kind of gear to compete like that. And now the Bengals are going to have to experience that this year because they are no secret anymore. Well, they got five scheduled as of now, and that possible six could come at that Week 18 game. So absolutely, that's when's got the a last great time point. the Bengals have had five pre-scheduled primetime games. I don't. I, like 2012, if that. If that. I mean, even when they have sexy. Like, yeah. Burrow's sexy now. Like, oh, they got of course. the star that they can you put got, on the team. Guys in the Super Bowl. The Baltimore Ravens open up with a ritualistic sacrifice of the New York Jets at MetLife Stadium. Uh, then they go play the Miami Dolphins at home. And then they go on the road to play the New England Patriots. All of these games are at 1 o'clock for the Ravens. Then they got the Bills at home. So, I mean, they've got. Probably three wins off the bat because Dolphins at home, I think they handle, and then I think they go on the road and beat the Jets and the Patriots. Then obviously Bills, Bengals back to back at home. That's a tough oh. stretch for the Ravens. They should sneak one out of those, though. I think you should be in Baltimore. We think this is our favorite to win the division this year. Right so, now, like, this yeah. is a good team here. Then they go to the Giants and then welcome the Browns at home the next week. A lot of one o'clock games for the Ravens. That Sunday night game against the Bengals, their first primetime game. They do go back to back primetime though. Thursday at Tampa Bay That's should be, be a, a good hell one. of a game for Thursday night football. Then they get the extra long week, almost the second bye week right. before their actual bye week because they play Monday, Monday night, night against the New Orleans Saints. Which again, that's back to back on the road, but with so much time off, I think that that's easy. You to have deal time with. to go back to Baltimore, take your normal week, and then still have an extra day to prepare. I bet they're a little salty about this. The team after their bye week is the Carolina Panthers at home. Really need that extra week to prepare for the Carolina Panthers <laughs> at home. Couldn't that be Denver? Couldn't that be Pittsburgh? Couldn't that be Cincinnati? Nope, it's Carolina Panthers at home. Then they go to Jacksonville. Easy game there. Denver Broncos at home, something that you thought would have been a win three months ago. All of a sudden, a lot more trickier now with Russell Mm -hmm. Wilson rolling into town. They go to Pittsburgh, obviously, like we said, to start their first of two matchups against the Steelers December 11th at 1 o'clock. Then on Saturday, December 17th, or Sunday, December 18th, time TBA on this one, they go to the Cleveland Browns. Christmas Eve, they play the Falcons at home at 1, 1 o'clock against the Steelers on New Year's Day, and they wrap up, like we said, against the Bengals. So, so four out of the last five. A ton of 1 o'clock games Yeah, another. But four out of the last five, all AFC North opponents. One, two, three pre-scheduled primetime games you gotta for your Baltimore Ravens. One of them's going to get flexed. Yeah. But why, that's weird, man. Like, the Ravens are still good. I like, think I the NFL isn't totally as sold as we are on the Ravens kind of passing by I mean, the Baltimore. the 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 Bengals to take back the AFC North. I mean Baltimore's market too. I mean, come on. That's not like Pittsburgh's market. I know, it's but like... it's still, you know, Ravens fans exist. Oh, of course. And I think that that for the past it's been Steelers Ravens getting those five primetime games oh, yeah. all the time. And oh, now yeah. this year it's the Steelers and the Bengals getting the five pre-scheduled ones. Is this the first year in I don't know how long that the Bengals or the Ravens and Steelers don't have a primetime game scheduled? Yeah. It has to be. I don't. That's always, I, it's always a gimme. And you know what else is, is different this year from the Steelers' perspective? The Bengals and Steelers are usually just locked in on a Monday night football game. Yeah. Sunday now night. Now they got the year, Sunday night now game. It's the Sunday night right. game between the Bengals and the Steelers. I'd like to look that up. When was the last time the Steelers and Ravens weren't initially scheduled to play a Sunday night game? Because it's very possible with both of their matchups coming in December, they could get flexed. Finally, looking at the Cleveland Browns' schedule. I think that this could not have played out better for them if they expect Deshaun Watson to be suspended for, say, four games to start the season. At Carolina, 
You might lose, but that's the game you could win with Jacoby Brissett at yeah. quarterback. New, I mean, they're already favored to win that game. New York Jets at home Easy. definitely should win that game even with your backup quarterback. Pittsburgh Steelers at home, you get them at home, but that might be your first loss. Definitely your first real uh, test. most likely yeah. loss in this stretch of four games. And then at Atlanta go. Falcons, yeah. a game you can win. I mean, Marcus Mariota and Jacoby Brissett dueling is pretty equal as far as I'm concerned. And then looking at the overall team of work, Browns are a much better team than the Falcons. Being on the road, For maybe sure. that's tricky. But then things do get tougher for them. A three, a four game, five, five, five six, six, seven. seven. Oh my oh, god, it's bad. It's bad here. They need him back <laughs> as soon bad. as after the. They better hope it's only four games. Starting that second week of October, it gets to be really tough. For back the to back home games, but against the Los Angeles Chargers, who have a lot of pro, uh, potential this year, mm-hmm. and then against the New England Patriots, who a winnable game for the Browns at home, but that's a tough it's game. Belichick. At Baltimore, and then Cincinnati Bengals on Monday Night Football the following week before your bye. That's tough. You get a bye week to kind of regroup, but then after your bye week, you're back to back on the road in Miami, who's up and coming. Mm-hmm. You could beat them, especially if Watson's if there. If Watson's back them. by then, yeah. But then you go to Buffalo after that. That's a real tough game. And then, and then Tampa Tom comes into your stadium, and you know, right around end of the November, beginning of December, that's when Tampa Tom decides to go super turn up mode. Mm-hmm gear up for the playoffs, so that's going to be tough. You finally get your break when you go to Houston, though. Should be an easy win. A little Deshaun be a little Watson revenge revisiting. Win, yeah. Revenge for who, though? I think it should be Houston revenging Deshaun I, Watson, yeah. not the other way around. Cincinnati Bengals on the road following that, followed by the Ravens, so that's twice that they go back-to-back Ravens-Bengals. First time Ravens, then Bengals on the second half. Second time Bengals mm-hmm. first time, and then the Ravens on the second half. Ravens game will be at home, followed by another home game against the Saints. The Commanders... They go on the road to face them to penultimately end the season before the Steelers on the road do battle at Heinz Field with the Browns on uh, the final week of the season. So the Browns have one, two pre-scheduled primetime games, and one, of course, being the Thursday night game that every team at least has one of. So really, only one, one. outside of that guaranteed slot shows that the you Browns how little the, the NFL thinks of the Browns. I think it also shows you how nervous they are that Watson won't be there. Maybe not There's at all. There's a ton of 1 o'clock games, though, in the backstretch that could easily be flexed if he's there and the Browns are playing well. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for the AFC North schedule. You know what time it is now, then, on the Steelers schedule. Oh, spe- it's the day Steelers we've been standard for Steelers it. schedule special spectacular. <laughs> SSSSSS. Win-loss prediction based on going through week by week on a – team that we have no idea will look like with injuries or whatever as we sit here in the middle of May, but we're still going to give you the official record of your 2022 Pittsburgh Steelers in our next episode. So make sure you tune into that. Thanks for listening to this one. For Jacob Brecht, I'm Tom Opperman, and this has been the Steelers Standard.